Hey everybody, welcome to the Spliff Podcast. I'm Bo Nellis, and this is episode 52, where I'm going to focus on using cannabis as a first response, not a last resort. And it's time to get to it, because it is hot as fuck here right now in Southern California. The Santa Anas have got us dying. And I have to close everything up in my little apartment, my little hobbit hole here, in order to provide you the best sound possible that I can do at least. So I'm baking, and not in the way I prefer to bake. Though I am doing that too. A little golden pineapple in the bong to start with. I am a big fan of using cannabis as the first response. And this episode is super special too because this is the last episode of the year. I have completed a total of 52 episodes, a year's worth of weekly podcast, and I just couldn't be more pleased with myself. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I'm making lots of new friends and uh, people are asking me questions and it's, it's, I couldn't. I'm just so fulfilled. So thank you so much. What, you want to give me an anniversary present? That's so sweet of you. Why don't you go rate and review on iTunes, please? That would be the best present I could get. Unless you want to give me money, which is always the best present. And then you can go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the spliff podcast. And you can become a contributor to help deal with some of the expenses that I've got going on here. All right, now that the business is done, let's get to stoner moments. First, I want to say that uh, I wrote it down in notes, but I saved it to the wrong place. So it's a little late. But I t when I talked about the entourage effect, I'm not sure that I specifically talked about topical application. But I do want to mention that the inclusion of THCA with THC for things like uh, uh, scar healing and burn healing, things like that, really attacking the inflammation, the entourage effect is just as important topically as it is as an edible or as an inhalant. But I am going to talk a little bit more about that when I do the first response uh, stuff. So we're going to move on to the next thing, which is weed maps. I have given weed maps a lot of flack on the podcast over the last year. And I do want to say that uh, one, I was listening to a, another podcast. Oh, crap. Well, I think it was Lyft, which is a Canadian podcast that I've been getting into lately. Um, it's really interesting to see the differences between Canadian medical marijuana and the U.S. medical marijuana. And lately they've had all these podcasts from Expos, which has a good mix of different people from the marijuana industry. So if you're looking for a lot of good information, I definitely recommend Lyft uh, as another podcast to listen to. But, but moving on, that was earlier in the year where, uh, the guy was talking about changing the testing and things like that. And they have had a lot of surveys and they did implement them. The testing results are much more diverse. Unfortunately, no one seems to be using them around me. So they're kind of useless. Like it's, oh, it's so tantalizing to see that I might be able to get a terpene result, but I've only actually found one strain in all of the different 
dispensaries that I've checked out in the past month that have posted any results. So good job, not good job. Keep trying, Weed Maps. Another stoner moment that I want to say is I did have some technical difficulties last week getting the podcast posted because of Squarespace, and they were having some technical difficulties. So I did post to Facebook and Twitter and let people know that it was going to be a little bit later than usual, and I wasn't sure, but I was able to post it to the SoundCloud page. So if you want to make sure that you can get the podcast notifications and know what's going on just in case, uh, if you don't want to wait around in iTunes for it to show up, go ahead and follow me on the Facebook or the Twitter or the Instagrams and uh, or the SoundCloud because I'm there too, obviously. Stay tuned with the latest and greatest that's going on with yours truly. Uh, Somebody else that I want to talk about that's going through the latest and the greatest is my boy Henry, who is in a non-friendly state, a very prohibition-friendly state, and unfortunately got popped with a small amount, and luckily he's just got some probation and a fine, but still, man, this one's for you, Henry. We miss you in Cali. All right. And I think the garbage truck is gone now. So that's good. One last stoner moment. Uh, I just want to to catch up on some of the sinus stuff uh, with the Santa Ana winds coming in. Everybody's sinuses are crazy. It's just hot and dry in Southern California right now and in a lot of other places, I, I, I should say. We definitely have um, our Indian summer upon us. And thank God for Soothing Sue's because the Santa Ana's ain't got shit on Soothing Sue's, baby. Uh, I've also added a little bit of the CBDA to the mix because its anti-inflammatory properties are really amazing too. When they when they go together, I definitely notice a difference. And it's also a way to get really small dosages of the CBDA into me without having to eat it. And uh, and overdoing it like I did before. And I have to say that it's I'm still having really good uh, acne control uh, and and emotional control. Everything seems to be balancing back out. And I think I found a really good balance. And if on top of that, I don't go through three boxes of tissues in the few days that the Santa Anas are here, I'm totally okay with that. I've probably gone through like 36 tissues. That ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. And some of that's been while I was at yoga in the park too. So that's kind of expected, right? But even with that, by the end of the yoga, I was fine. The more I use the soothing soothes to combat the sinus, the the better my allergies get. Usually when the Santa Anas get here, I know, well, I actually know that they're coming because I get really bad headaches before they come. I don't know if it's a drop in barometric pressure or if there are certain pollens that are in the forefront of this that get picked up and moved around or, or what it is, but I would always get gnarly headaches. This time I got headaches, but instead of being like my entire head, it was really focused. I could actually like feel, I could identify the like muscle 
bound that uh, that it was connected to from from the top of my forehead behind my eye. It was kind of crazy, but it allowed me to like really focus my massage in that area, and then also use a cannabis concentrate, uh, the shatter topically and just focus in on that area instead of being like oh it hurts all over and oh wow what a significant difference and then I think I took like two Advil and it was gone and I don't mind taking a couple Advil here and there as needed I mean aspirin's kind of amazing ibuprofen's kind of amazing and if you don't overdo it the potential of danger goes down significantly for most people so I'm okay with that and the headache was gone. I can't wait for next season to see how this goes. All right. And that leads us into the primary topic, which is cannabis as a first response and not a last resort. And it's kind of all in the title, but I just want to give some anecdotal evidence to you um, because I don't see a whole lot of people saying this and it's I'm not saying that I'm the only one saying this but this isn't a focus yet and I really think it should be I really think it has to be I think it's the key to unlocking so much potential and that is using cannabis as soon as possible and I'm going to explain some of the ways that I personally try to use cannabis as quickly as possible to mitigate as much suffering as possible. I want to just go into a little bit of the theory behind it. Uh, one of the one of the things that makes me think this, uh, just just the same way that an early diagnosis increases your chances of success, just as keeping pain away is easier than making pain go away again, using cannabis ASAP can mean all the difference. I'm using the same principles and I found significant results. One of the most recent, if you follow the Instagram or some of the social media, you might've seen the picture where I'm soaking my middle finger in a bowl of coconut oil that has been infused with activated hash. Now I'm a super big klutz I have either broken or sprained all of my fingers, most of them more than once, some of them even more than twice. And, um, and, and so I'm really used to the extended finger injury healing time. It can be very painful. It can be very difficult uh, when you can't articulate your hands the way you want to. So what happened was I got really pissed off at my neighbors because they smoke on their balcony and then my bathroom smells like cigarette smoke. And just this one day, I don't know, I just like snapped and I slammed the window and true to the blind rage, I didn't see my finger right in between and it slammed very hard. Uh, the kind of hard where you're not even sure that you're injured because it doesn't hurt yet and you don't, you don't really, but you can kind of, you can kind of tell that it's already swollen and then within the next minute there's a very dark bruise developing yeah that kind of that kind of hurt um which is normal to me I got it on the nail which a few years ago I slammed my thumb into a car door while I was doing cannabis deliveries uh and the the gentleman uh whose house I was at he was he was awful sweet and and did everything he could to help me uh 
which is more than I can say for my coworkers at the time. And um, that took so long to heal. I actually ended up going to the doctors because of it. Um, and, and the doctor was like, why didn't you come here immediately? And I was like, well, it's at work. And they aren't exactly down with the workman's comp, you know what I mean? And, um, and she was like, if you had come in sooner, I probably would have drilled a hole into your nail to relieve that pressure. And it was weeks and weeks of torture with my thumb. Now, knowing that I had just as much potential for that to happen with this injury, even though it wasn't as heavy an object, the placement was as sharp and the force was also intense. So, and the placement, it's just above the bottom of the nail bed and the swelling started to become really intense. So I immediately applied this coconut oil that I had on my table and the pain relief was significant. In order to also deal with the swelling, I specifically got some soothing soothes and applied the THCA to it, which also made a really big difference. So much of a difference that with a few applications over the next 10 minutes, I was able to go about the rest of my day with just a little bit of care for that finger. I was able to wash dishes and do a bunch of other chores. I was able to type on my phone and the computer without too much distress. It was definitely there. Um, and I definitely didn't want to like hit it against anything. But a lot of times when you have these injuries, you go to do something and you forget and then the pain is super intense. And it, it wasn't it wasn't that super intense. It was just like, oh, oh God, oh, yeah, no, I can't do that. Shouldn't do that. And um, but after doing things like washing the dishes, the hot water really got to the swelling again. Oh, I should say, too, I didn't put any ice on it and I didn't take any ibuprofen. And the only thing that I used was that cannabis coconut oil and the soothing soothes. But after doing the dishes, the throbbing was intense because of the hot water so instead of getting ice like most people would have done, I decided to soak the finger and the nail in the coconut oil that I had on the table. And it, the longer I kept it in there, the better and better it felt. It was so good. So by the end of the night, what had started out as a very dark purple bruise on one side of my finger had faded into kind of a raspberry color hue that was almost undetectable if you didn't know to look for it. Uh, and it had spread throughout. There was a lot of healing going on in that bruising in a very short amount of time. And the swelling was also almost undetectable. Most of the swelling had, had remained under the nail but was at a level that wasn't, it was like when I started playing guitar and I was developing calluses and the tips of my fingers were swollen because of all of the, the extra practice and, and use that they weren't used to. It was very much equivalent to that. But I also had developed a small, very dark purple bruise, uh, like I said, near the base of the nail. So at night, in order to keep that continued 
agitation of the cannabinoid receptors at that spot, I put a little of the shatter over the nail bed, not on the, I try not to get it like really on the nail, but more along the bed to agitate the skin receptors. And then I covered it with some parchment paper and a Band-Aid. And by the end of my sleep, I mean, it was incredibly better. I wasn't ready to play guitar by the, the second day, but I was playing guitar by the third day. I believe that I slammed my finger in the window not quite a week ago, and I have a very dark purple bruise still under my nail, but relatively small, contained, and I have no pain in the finger whatsoever. There's no swelling. There's no pain. Even at the bruise site, I can push really, really hard against that bruise, and it doesn't hurt at all. In less than a week, a very slammed finger is completely pain-free and completely usable. I'm going to go play guitar after this. I was playing guitar yesterday. I was so happy. And even then, I had a, a tiny bit of pain at the brew site yesterday. I I haven't been as... Uh, I think after the first 24 hours, I haven't soaked the finger at all. I have applied a little bit of the um, the coconut oil to it. And in that first 24 hours throughout the day, I did put more shatter uh, along the nail and a Band-Aid over it with the parchment paper and all that. Um, but after... After the first 24 hours, I didn't have any prolonged exposure to cannabinoids. It really has been just about getting cannabis on there immediately and in a sustained manner. And then not just having THC involved in the process, but also having the THCA involved in the process to really address that inflammation and getting it in the right spots. Now, does this prove scientifically that... Uh, Using cannabis immediately is the best thing to do? No. But does it absolutely tell me that, one, keeping a bowl of coconut oil around me all the time is a really good idea? Yes. And two, that the sooner I do this, the better? Yes. I mean, I just, I broke my toe in yoga the a couple of years ago. It wasn't even a couple of years ago. It was like last year, right? I think it was in December or something. And the cannabis oil certainly helped shorten the healing period on that, but I didn't have any prolonged exposure to the coconut oil like it did with my finger. And the next time I break my toe, because it's going to happen again, I'm definitely, I'm just going to like put a, a little like baggie around it and just have it soaking in oil the whole time. And I'll keep you posted. So that's one way that that physically you can see that cannabis immediately can make a big difference. Now, mentally, it can also make a really big difference too. If you suffer from anxiety or depression, using cannabis as a way to immediately pull you from that state of mind can, can have significant long-term effects. And I was reading through this blog that I found called the Cannabis Health Index. And I know I've come across it before, but just in this particular time, it, it really stood out to me. Um, there's a, he's a San Francisco doctor. His name is uh, Uva, Uva Blushing, and Uva is U-W-E. He's German. And he has this phrase that goes, synapses that fire together 
wire together. And I absolutely love that, the the simplicity of the way that he's put it, because I do talk about in other podcasts how this is about rewiring the way that our brains work. And, and the sooner that you can rewire away from a predetermined set of agitation in whatever form that is for you and create stronger connections with a more positive perception, the more likely you are to go to that positive place instead of that negative place. You create stronger connections and that's where you're more likely to fire because those are the synapses that are better wired. Whereas when you kind of indulge uh, the anxiety or the depression for a while, even to just kind of understand it, and, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't get to understand your depression or your anxiety or any of those issues, but when you have the right strain of cannabis at your disposal, part of the medication is getting out of it as soon as possible. Uh, the therapy you can go back and revisit it. That's great. You don't want to sit in it, though. You don't have to sit in it. Uh, and and and, uh, and Uva Blushing, I think I said the last name right, uh, with the Cannabis Health Index, uh, talks way more eloquently about how that increases your chances of success, too, and creating a more positive outlook and personality down the line. And I'll totally have a link to that on the website, thespliffpodcast.com, if you want to check it out. Uh, But for me personally, using cannabis in order to combat the anger and the anxiety and the suicidal thoughts that go along with my depression or PTSD or however anybody else wants to think of it, I tend to think of it more as depression, then I've noticed significant results. And then also mixing it with CBD at the same time, just as more of a a behind the scenes consistent dosage, really empowers those synapses to connect more strongly because it is that neuroprotectant in, in however it tends to be that it works in our bodies that ascribes it as such. We don't totally understand it yet. It's a neuroprotectant. It's a hormonal regulator. It's a miracle drug. Yes, yes, yes. All right, guys, let's safety. I'm token on some golden pineapple today and oh, I'm almost out. I don't know what I'm going to do. I hope the higher path gets some San Francisco dragon's breath budlet soon because I need a deal and I need some good medicine. Fingers crossed, guys. Fingers crossed. I'd also go for some of those citrine CBD budlets if you guys got any. No, maybe. It's delicious. I'm just going to appreciate the medicine that I have right now and take teeny tiny little bong loads to make it last. All right, so this safety meeting is about something that you've certainly heard in the safety meetings before, and I've talked about it, but I've never featured it. And that's my mason jar, this thing right here. Yeah, you've heard it. I open it, I shut it, I smell through it, I stare at my weed through it, my Bovida pack is in there, and it is my preferred method for storing my cannabis. I get the 
best flavor, the best aroma, and I get to appreciate the bag appeal, as it's known, of my bud. Now, personally, I use a wide mouth ball and uh, it, I can fit my whole hand in there all the way down, which is good because the jar is completely oversized for how little weed is in there right now. But they do make smaller jars too. And I believe they also make colored jars that would better protect your cannabis if you're someone who travels a lot or has a very sunny place. You don't want to leave your bud out in the sun. It can alter the terpenes that are there and it can accelerate the degradation of your cannabinoids. That's where you turn THC into CBN. Or more specifically, THCA into THC into CBN. But you know, the mason jar is just a classic, and the classics never die. Now, I have talked about other storage methods too. The Sea Vault is absolutely one of my favorites for traveling. But I haven't been traveling lately, and and I have noticed it just sits it just sits in my bud box, and uh, and I I don't I don't tend to use it. Part of that's because I also like to have several different strains, and mason jars are way fucking cheaper, and I get to look at my weed. I love that. Now another perk is uh, that the mason jars are super easy to clean. Eventually, if you have super dank bud, uh, hopefully you have super dank bud, you will get a jar that is covered in crystals and all these little trichomes. What do you do with them? Well, back in the day, I used to just clean it with some alcohol. You just give it a couple swishy swishies. The higher the alcohol proof, the easier this is. And then I'd rinse it out and then I would dry it out and I let it air out because... It would stink like alcohol, and I don't want to close that up. Uh, But nowadays, what I would do, or what I do do, (laughs) I do do, is that I save it, and I use it as a topical tincture. Now, in order to do this, some people might not want to use an isopropyl alcohol when they clean it. They might prefer to use a grain alcohol, an ethanol alcohol, but... Either one of these are really great as a topical tincture for arthritis. You can also go a different route, and that's where you use an oil and uh, you kind of just coat the jar. And it can take a little bit longer for the oil to to really mix with the trichomes that are there. Um, but then you can also use that as a topical too. And then what you would do is you just easily clean the jar with some soapy warm water afterwards and it's as good as new uh, but for the alcohol tinctures I which is what I prefer to do I don't mind the isopropyl alcohol I just uh just put on a little lotion afterwards it's not too drying to my skin especially after I infuse it with the cannabinoids uh, to be honest it really helps prevent a lot of the drying out that I might get if I didn't have it infused with cannabis but that's just me and I have I have good skin and I don't know how it translates to other people honestly so but what I do is I save it and then I use cotton balls and that's great for bruises uh, for arthritis pain or inflammation of uh, any kind you know water in the knee I don't know if that's arthritis but 
uh, anything like that. I use it for my feet a lot of times because I'm still working with the tendons and a, a very old injury. Slowly but surely, I'm working my tendons looser and looser by, by soaking them in THCA. And sometimes I, I give myself like a soothing soothe massage and then wrap it with a plastic wrap for like 30 minutes and let it just soak in real good. But also what I can do is use uh, the the solution that I've cleaned my, my mason jars with and save it and then also use cotton balls that are soaked in that and just leave them on there. And that works too. Now, depending on how dirty your your jar is or how filled with cannabis it is is going to determine the concentration along with how much alcohol you use so if you didn't have a whole lot of cannabinoids to begin with and you over poured the alcohol solution you can just uh leave it out to evaporate or put it on what i usually do is i i put it on a coffee warmer and that's a very slow, gentle heat that doesn't destroy the integrity of the cannabinoids, but does accelerate the evaporation of the alcohol, giving you a more concentrated tincture. And then if you overdo it, which I've totally done before too, you can usually see cannabinoid content along the bottom. Now at that time, you may have degraded some of the cannabinoids because they probably overheated. But THC is also a great pain reliever too, and CBN can be as well. So you just put a little bit more alcohol back in it and, and it renews it. Give it a little swirl. You want to uh, agitate the bottom, make sure that the sticky cannabinoids get lifted up and, uh, and start to mix with that alcohol again. You don't want to start warming it up right away. So yeah, you know, if you aren't in a medical state and you don't have ready access to, to topicals and salves and lotions and you aren't in a place where you're willing or able to sacrifice a lot of your good weed that you know smoking, it helps you. So this is a way that you can make your own topicals on a budget utilize every last cannabinoid this is something you could i mean the tinctures are something you could use stems for and stuff too um especially if you're going to use them topically like this it's a great way to maximize every part of the cannabis plant that you have access to all right you guys i hope you enjoyed that tip trick in our safety meeting i'm gonna smoke another bowl because why not it is definitely warm in here right now definitely warm in here Oh, God, that weed smells so fucking good. This golden pineapple is super dense, super trichy, and it has this fantastic tropical smell to it. Very more towards a, a sweet citrus, like a candied pineapple almost, mm. with like no coconut to it. I'm not even coughing because the Soothing Soothe has my allergies so much under control. Fuck you, Santa Anas. Woo, I feel free. All right, you guys. On that note, I think I should get out of here and get myself some fresh air. Thanks for spliffing it this whole year through. Ciao for now. 